The Christian life cannot be reduced to a man-made list of things to do and not to do. However, when God gives a specific list in Scripture, we must take careful note of His priorities. Today, we examine the Lord's to-do list found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we uncover divine instructions for the last days. God is so very practical. Now, His ways are past finding out. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And yet, God is so wise and so wonderful that He gets right down where we live. And He says to us, now, this is the way my truth is to affect your life every day. We're in one of those sections of the Bible right now where He's dealing with our daily life. And He's saying, these are the things as a Christian you ought to do. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And You'll have to forgive me for getting stuck here momentarily. I'm not really sorry about it. They're wonderful verses. But these three verses have just captured my attention. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. May I point something out to you? We're at the end of the letter. We're at the end of 1 Thessalonians. But if you go back to the beginning of the letter, to the very first chapter, the opening page of Paul's letter to the same church, you're going to find those same three elements, joy, prayer, and gratitude. Uh, let me just read a little bit from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Listen to verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing. Does some of this terminology sound familiar to you? Without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And when you come down to verse number 6, he says, You became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. So connect the, the beginning and the end of this book, like bookends on this amazing letter. What is he saying to them? He's saying, look, when you first received Christ, you had joy. Was there affliction? Yes. But you had joy. Now rejoice evermore. He says in the beginning of the letter, I'm praying for you, remembering you without ceasing. Now he says it's your turn. You pray without ceasing. In the beginning of the book, he opens by saying, I'm giving thanks to God always for you all. Now he says it's your turn. In everything, give thanks. You see, everybody has to learn this for themselves. Everybody has to apply it for themselves. And you must choose it over and over and over again. We've learned that these three commands, all of them, direct us to Christ. We've learned that these three commands are all continual. But now we're learning that these three commands all demand a choice. You see, they don't become a reality in your life by accident. It's not a matter of, of feeling and emotion. As a matter of fact, I hear sometimes even these verses quoted by people, and they give the impression uh, when they talk about them that they are uh, primarily emotional. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks. And, and you hear the emotion in them. That's true. But actually, they're volitional. Uh, they're not rooted in the emotion. They're rooted in the will. You must choose. Let's say it this way. I will rejoice evermore. I will pray without ceasing. I will give thanks in everything, for I believe this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning me. You've got to get it personal to you. Let's talk about each of them for just a moment. 
rejoice evermore. There are many mornings that I get up and don't feel like rejoicing. I just don't feel like rejoicing at all. As a matter of fact, I'm grumpy and, and not excited about the day. And perhaps you have a day like that from time to time. You know what I've learned? I've learned that those are the very mornings I most need to rejoice. When I don't feel like singing, that's when I need to sing. When I don't feel any praise in me, that's when I need to choose to begin to praise God for His goodness. That happened to me not long ago. On a Sunday morning, I got up. I was to preach several times that day, and I didn't feel spiritual at all. I didn't even feel like going to church. Doesn't that sound good for a preacher? And I remember getting down beside the bed, and I said, Now, Lord, I don't feel well this morning. I can't say that I'm excited at this moment about all I'm to do today, but I want to just pause and tell you I love you. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for giving your son for me. Thank you for what you've done in my life. And I began just rejoicing in the goodness of God. And do you know in just a few moments, my heart was strangely warmed. Uh, The presence of the Lord became so very real to me. I became conscious of His nearness. He was there all along. But it was my hardness, my rebel heart that had kept me from enjoying Him. I have learned that when you exercise the will, the emotions catch up. So don't let your emotions run your life. If you let your emotions run your life, emotions will ruin your life. No, God gave you something more important than the emotions. The emotions must be sanctified to be honoring to God. Uh, But God gave you a will to choose to rejoice in Him. You must choose that. Uh, That word rejoice literally means rejoy. You know the joy you had before? Well, you need rejoyed today. Uh, You need uh, the joy of His salvation restored in your heart. Uh, that's not His joy is not just a privilege, it's a duty. Uh, it is available for you. Choose to rejoice. Begin to give Him glory and praise. God inhabits the praises of His people. I remember uh, long ago hearing the little poem, uh, Feelings come and feelings go and feelings are deceiving. My hope is in the Word of God, not else is worth believing. I like that, don't you? Stop believing your feelings and instead... If you really believe the Word of God, start rejoicing in the truth you know is there. If there's nothing else for you to rejoice in today, you can rejoice, like Jesus told His disciples, that your names are written down in heaven. And so, you must choose to rejoice. Then, you must choose to pray. If you're going to pray without ceasing, you don't always feel like praying. I don't always feel like praying. I don't jump out of bed every morning, can't wait to get on my knees and talk to God. But I've learned that when I enter in and begin to pray, guess what? I want to pray more. And prayer begets more prayer. And you don't rush into the presence of God, but once you get there, you don't want to rush out. It's wonderful to talk to the Lord. What a privilege is ours. So I will rejoice. I will pray. And then I will give thanks. Somebody says, I don't feel like giving thanks. Or I don't see the good in this. You can always give thanks that God is good. Even if you don't think the circumstances are good, you can always give thanks that God is good, and you must choose to give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God. Most Bible teachers believe that that closing part of verse number 18 actually is not just the conclusion of giving thanks. It's actually an application to all the commands that he's giving here. Rejoice evermore. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Pray without ceasing. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Really, all three commands are essentially one. Do you know what the one command here is? Live consciously every day in the presence of God. 
Choose to rejoice, choose to pray, choose to give thanks, choose to acknowledge that God is near, God is good, and God is able. Someone has called this list impossible commands. Uh, Well, I agree with that. They're impossible if you're trying to do them in your own energy, but you can't do it in your own energy. Did you ever notice that this chapter in many ways follows the same order as the fruit of the Spirit? Do you remember in Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, then long-suffering, gentleness. Well, if you look at the passage, it begins with relationships, and it's all about love, showing the love of God to others. And then he comes to joy and peace. That's where rejoice evermore. Prayer comes in, joy and peace. And then he goes on to say, in everything give thanks. There's long-suffering, suffering through things putting up with things because you believe that this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What's the point? The point is that in the energy of your flesh, you cannot keep these commands. But the Holy Spirit of God that is in you can help you keep them today. He will energize you, equip you, and enable you to rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and in everything, give thanks. We hope you will take the time to read through 1 Thessalonians 5 and ask the Lord to help you do what matters most to Him today. Thank you for listening and praying for this Bible teaching ministry. Find out more at scottpauley.org. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.